All right, Josh Smith here, live from my Flat 5 studios. Today's guest is a good friend and an incredible player. We've known each other actually a long time now. Uh, we definitely met at NAM the first time. He's one of the preeminent educators uh, uh, in the guitar world for sure, but he's also just an incredible player and musician. He's got a bunch of great albums out, and, you know, if you're looking to kind of keep your finger on the pulse of guitar or you want to learn something, I always point people towards Tomo's channel on YouTube and on Instagram and his lessons because I don't know anybody who does it better. So I'm proud to call him a friend and happy to have him here. Uh, everybody, please welcome Tomo Fujita. Thank you so much, Josh. That's amazing. Yes, I think we met first at the Eminence booth at the NAMM show. And then since then, we've become really good friends. And uh, yeah. I learned so much from your playing too because you mix really nice uh, jazz and country and blues and everything. So that really um, influenced me too, you know, good way. Oh, thanks, Tomo. And right back at you with that. I mean, you're such a such a great player, but you're also so good at communicating to players and helping them learn. And I, I think that's you know, uh, it's a that's a, a tough skill. Like not everybody can teach. Oh, okay effectively and communicate effectively and so it's impressive how well you do that thank you yeah well i think I still... that, that you yeah, go ahead yeah no go ahead. go ahead no that's because i think you know when i came to united states around 86 i could not speak any english really well right. so i had a real difficult time communicating in english so i really worked on my guitar skill mm. and somehow i got the teaching job and i always like to help friends you know so I mean, this is, I mean, to me, really perfect job to tell people how to play well with what I like to do, you know? So, I mean, I'm so fortunate. I'm so thankful for this one, you know? Well, it's, I mean, we'll get into it in a little bit, but it's it's such an amazing world right now in the guitar player world. You can You can find a lane of which to be successful in that was not available to guitar players 10, 15 years ago you right. know you can create a whole industry and it's amazing watching everybody kind of find something that's unique to them and build a, a whole little business around it and so yeah right. that's inspiring too seeing you do that but i start all these interviews by asking everybody a little bit about their their very beginnings with the instrument um, okay especially their family uh being musical or not my family was not musical and the guitar was kind of random that it came to me. No one plays in my family. How did it end up with you? How did the guitar end up in your hands for first? Yeah, well, my family, I mean, my father, he likes karaoke or something like that, but they're not musical. But he used to listen to uh, some jazz. So funny part is that he used to listen a lot of disco music. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's all, you know, then my friends, uh had a brother older brother who played uh listened a lot of uh uh beatles led zeppelin um deep purple so first when i was maybe 12 i was really into listening you know western music right mm -hmm. you know pop rock, rock and blues but that time i didn't really play my guitar but then i saw my friend's brother got the les paul and stopped playing that was when I was about 13. And then same time, I found a guitar at my relative's house, like an old classical guitar. 
And then a guy who owned the guitar says, you can bring home. So like, you know, I remember, you know, ride, ride a motorbike uh, of my father, you know, driving. Then, then I think my relatives put the guitar with, a, you know, um, <laughs> something around yeah. my, you know, ne- you know, body. Yeah. I mean, think about it. That's really funny. They just, you know, I mean, in other words, that's, oh, yeah, somebody gave it to us or whatever, you know, you yeah, can have yeah. it. Yeah, that was the beginning. But then, funny part is, I, I, I always want to do something better, something different. So somehow I went to store, a record store that got the, you know, Yamaha, I said, you know, Yamaha, you know, um, steel strings, st- strings. I, yeah. I changed it. I don't know how to change it. I changed it. And then I start tuning up, right, really high. You know, this is a really funny story with my family. One night, they heard a really big noise, go boom, like this. So the bridge came off, you know. Yeah. Oh, so that's man. the end of the story before I play guitar. That's <laughs> that, that was it. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, is your, what does your dad do for a living? My dad do you know, screen, screen printing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So now it's kind of trend, like a sc- screen, you know, printing for the t-shirts. But back then, he was like, you know, making design for the kimono, uh, like the, these designs. So he's really good at it, hands, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's yeah. um, it's a tiny business, but he he, he has use of a own business, right? Well, I know in Japan, you know, cultures obviously are different all around the world. But in Japan, there's a, isn't there a lot of um, expectation that the son will kind of follow in his father's footsteps a lot of the time yeah yeah. so this is really great because of my grandfather started business and uh-huh. then my father ruined the business kind of you know but the reason is because when my father was running the business that's like you know like late 70s early 80s uh-huh. that's when similar business started using more computer or you know machine sure he was still doing by hand that's why his business got went down uh-huh. you know then he was you know, working part-time job like that. So my family really wasn't really um, um, rich or anything. Just barely made it, you know. But then, yeah, so that was good because then I I could choose anything I want. But Yeah, that's cool. But the funny part is my relatives, again, very uh, kind of stiff, you know, nice people. But they really told me saying music is not great things to follow. Mm. No guarantee, those things, you know. Yeah. So to please my parents, I stopped playing my guitar between 17 and 18. When I was 17, 18, I studied. They went to college. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, so once I got into college, then I started playing guitar again, and I p- play more funky stuff. Yeah, and then wow. I found a um, guy named Osamu Koichi, bass player, who just back then just got scholarship from Berkeley. Uh-huh. I found him because I was, you know, living in a small town called Kyoto. So we, mm-hmm. we know every everybody kind of. So I follow him, ask him too many questions. He hated me asking him a lot of questions because he want to concentrate practice on like that. But he really understood how much passion I had. So he really helped me. Yeah. Then I send my demo tape to Berkeley when I was 19. Then I got a scholarship. Wow. And, and I what? told my parents, I'm going to America. <laughs> they said, what? <laughs> <laughs> that was the first reaction. What? You went to college, you quit the college, go to America. What? 
But then I said, he had a scholarship. I got full scholarship. So they couldn't say no. That yeah, was fun wow. part. Yeah. I can't, I mean, I can imagine their feeling of, you know, because, yeah, that's a lot to ha send their son all the way yeah. across the world somewhere when you don't exactly. speak English very well. And, yeah, you know, they think you're going to college. Yeah, no guarantee. Else. What were you right. studying in, in regular college? <laughs> Russian. Russian? <laughs> yeah. Why? Why? Because when I was high school, I researched what's the best business to uh, go to. So if I learn Russian, then I can do more, you know, um, like almost like, um, like almost, you know, uh, uh, business that need more translation. Yeah. Wow. Like, like almost like a trades, trading, you know, bonds yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And if I do that, when I got, when I get the job, enough money that I can spend the time as a, you know, hobbyist, you know? Wow. So that was my plan, but it didn't work out great. And then that was torturing because almost five days a week, everything of a Russian that you're not familiar with. Wow. And then sometimes you use English textbook to learn Russian or Japanese. To, so that was crazy. Do you retain any Russian? No, not really. I know a little bit, but I learned how to be patient. Because that was given that I don't want to do it, but I have to do it. And I, yeah. I, so I learned one year how to work with something I hate. <laughs> Which <laughs> yeah. is so, an important that, skill. Right. Know? That made me so much patient. Yeah. Like, okay. You know, so then after that, you know, playing music. So, wow, what a world. I mean, amazing. Now my parents so happy because I'm professor at the Berkeley College of Music. Yeah. And my business doing so well. Every time I talk to my parents, I'm saying, my business doing well, you know? So yeah. they are so happy. That's great, man. And so, Thank you. okay, so before college, when you take that time off, you said 17, 18, you stopped playing yes. for a year. Yeah. The, did you play any gigs before that? Were you playing in any bands with friends? No, or see, see that. I only play like sort of a show at the high school, you know, 16, 17. I play a little bit. I didn't play any gig, but I did actually jam session type of gig, you know, a few times at a small club mm. with, you know, people that are much older than me. Yeah. And around there, I went, you know, did one competition or something like that. I play rhythm guitar. Uh -huh. Yeah. Actually, that was great. Actually, I play rhythm guitar for the competition and then guitar player was a really nice guy bass player was a really nice guy also and um this guitar player he gave me three three albums one is bb king live at Rigo, and mm -hmm. the other one is freddie king wow. you know uh, 1934 to 1976 that's a title you know compilation then he gave me uh Otis Rush, Cold in Hell, the album. The, the, the reason he gave me these because he said, I think you need to listen to these. Because wow. I was really into Larry Carlton, you know, Fusion. Uh -huh. yeah. So he, his you know, suggestion is have these albums, listen to it. You need a more blues feeling. Wow. And he was right. And I didn't return his album either. <laughs> <laughs> I kept it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, what a, yeah, what a see, good, like, I'm, I'm so lucky. Primer. Yeah. 
I'm so lucky that some you know people I met, everybody give me one piece of advice that totally right. Wow, amazing. Okay, so yeah. so when you make you get the the scholarship and you make the decision to come to Berkeley, it yeah. had to be just like major culture shock and just uh, you know crazy when you get there and yeah. Yeah, yeah you're surrounded by so many people who like the same things that you like and right do things you want to do what was that like but first i always ha i had a dream to go to america because mm -hmm. When I was 14, I started listening to Larry Carlton. Right away, I found stuff, Cornel Dupree, Robin mm -hmm. Ford, and all the American artists. And then start listening, Kenny Burrell, you know, Joe, especially Joe Pass, West Montgomery, around there, like, you know, Jim Hall, you know, Grand Green, all that. And mm -hmm. uh, one album I bought, uh, Barney Kessel, Volume 1. And back of the uh, album says, you know, um, Bernie Kessel was born in Oklahoma, and then he saw uh, Charlie Christian. And he wanted to go to California from Oklahoma, and he asked his his mother to get uh, money, but then he, she said, you need more money to get there. So dream was he only got the one-way tickets to go to Hollywood. Yeah. And he go to drive-in type of like, you know, restaurant. He become you know, washing dishes and all that job. Then he said, audition. I read that so many times. I want to do that. So I had a dream to go to America to do something well, I, can, I cannot do in Japan, you know? Yeah. But the well, one shock was I study English a little bit at the English school. But obviously, English school, they speak maybe slowly, very polite English stuff, you know. But sure. then when I go to Boston, first thing, hey man, what's up? Yeah. I go like, look up. I don't know. You know, <laughs> because I learned, how are you? Oh, thank you. How about you? Like this, you know, like, yeah. you know, at the English school. And then after Berkeley, hey, what's up? How's it going? Yeah. Like that, you know. I remember first one, it's shocking. I played the first recital with friends. The guy came up to me and said, hey, man, you sound bad. Wow, these are people so honest, I thought, you know. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I said, wow, thank you so much. You're so honest. That's what I said. No, 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 no. What I meant, uh, it's good. Oh, why that? You know, like this. It's like, uh, that's more like a culture shock because yeah. some of the meaning I don't understand. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and then How first, probably first year, I had no idea what people talking about. Everything so fast that I don't understand. So, again, I had to do decision. Okay, I stopped thinking and listening any Japanese. So at that point, about maybe six months at the Berkeley, I decided not to speak any Japanese to any friends. Wow. I start speaking English, and I listened to radio turn the tv i try to listen english so i hear the phrasing you know a little bit more then start pick, just like a phrasing picking up a little bit more two yeah. five here one and four you know those things yeah, yeah, but yeah. english you know so i have to do a little bit work on the english because uh second semester i joined a band called stick people that could you know pop rock band by faculties and then alan hall is he's a leader he said hey 
you know, I'm going to do He talk about, you know, idea. So, Tomo, do you understand? No. <laughs> that, was a, that was like a BAM meeting. First thing, yeah. no. no. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's everything was like uh, really interesting. Yeah. I mean, also, sometimes I say something, my pronunciation was so bad that people just don't get it. Yeah. yeah. That's a frustration. Sometimes I'm saying, right. Like, for example, like a really funny one. I go to gig, right, with these guys. And then I used to smoke cigarettes, right? So I go to the bar. Ah, can I have a matches? You know, but then maybe I have a little bit of accent. Matches, matches, like that. Then mm -hmm. one time, they I got, like, you know, snacks, munchies, you know? <laughs> like, snacks. So then, like, you know, uh, I, I like that one, but I need a fire. You know, like, that's, like, always, like, some kind of funny thing. You know, happen here. <laughs> Not funny. Man, you know, but... What's what's so cool about it, and I think can't be understated, is how much, f not just faith, but how much you loved guitar, that you were willing to go do that. It's not easy to go across the world to That's somewhere true, where yeah. you don't even speak the language right. and just drop yourself in there and make it work. But you yeah. were only able to do that because you wanted it so bad and because That's you loved right. it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, right now, I tell my kids to... It's like a feeling on guitar. It's exactly the same when I was 13. Mm. All the differences I have to work to make a living. That's the only difference. Yeah. yeah same right. thing. Until my mother said, it's dinner. I just keep playing guitar. That's me. You know, <laughs> same here. I always keep working something. My wife said, it's dinner. You know? Oh, yeah. okay. You know? Yeah. yeah. So um, guitar is everything to me. Yeah. Uh, I completely yeah. understand, you know, it's like, yeah, the fire does not go out, you know. It, no, it's so that's why, like, when people ask me one question, very difficult uh, answer. Hey, Tomo, I need to uh, ask you a question. Okay. How do you keep inspiring yourself? Yeah. Like, I just don't understand because I want to get up early because I'm, I'm so excited about guitar, you know, every yeah. day. Yeah, you're yeah. right. It's it's not something you can teach to somebody. Yeah, either. because inspiration is really come from this, you know, just everything, you know, just, uh, just, you know, um, yeah, it, it, so much, so much inspiration on the guitar. Yeah. yeah. And never, yeah, like you said, never really going down, never really, you know, yeah. still fires going on, you know. Yeah. yeah. Only yeah. definitely only difficult part was English. It took me a while to really communicate, understand. I kind of believe I teach at the Berkeley, you know? Yes. Yeah, crazy. So okay, so let's backtrack a little bit. So yeah. you're at Berkeley, you're playing gigs with different bands, you know, yeah. and making friends and all that stuff. Yes. When do you start to think about, you know, whether you're gonna stay in America and how you're going to make a living, all those types of things. Oh, okay. So this is funny. When I arrived, you know, um, Boston Airport, when I arrived, I still remember that nighttime. I arrived. I'm really tired. I see everything I never see before. Mm -hmm. Right away, I decide I want to live here. Wow. It really, because a lot of people ask me, so don't you feel like in any homesick? I never, ever felt homesick. This is my home. Wow. 
Yeah, so that, that was really shocking. Usually, if you arrive at the airport, somebody pick me up and go to the somebody's apartment, stay a few days. Mm-hmm. But everything was to me was just so, so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So, so almost how like did you figure out how to make it where you could stay? You know, how, because you had to figure out after school how right. you were going to stay and how you were going to make a living and all those types of things. What yeah, but. Plan? The funny part is I have too much passion. And then until very end, I didn't really decide what to do. Mm-hmm. So interesting part is like, you know, um, this is very last last year of at the Berkeley. Mm-hmm. I was really working hard playing a band. That, by that time, I was playing reggae band. I would okay. just keep practicing, figuring out what to do, stay here. So I was thinking, like, you know, how maybe get some, like, a working visa or all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But then I met my wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, you know, and then um, we married in six months. Oh, I didn't realize it was so fast like that. Yeah. But funny part is I had a little bit bad relationship before because I married, actually, I married once and mm-hmm. didn't work out. Okay. And then she had a really long relationship. We are very careful both each other, you know. Uh-huh. So really, really careful. But then we really felt this is it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was surprised. My my mother said, "Why she she you know, uh, marry with you?" You know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. She loved me. Yeah. And then yeah. And. Now, like a guitar wisdom, that's my wife's older brother. We do the business together, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So her family is really nice. Oh, we all get together, you know, already. Yeah. So, um, so that was just happened, and I never, I didn't even think about anything. I just keep working hard, and then yeah, then I then what happened is right after I graduate, and then. I, I taught uh, I taught uh, Berkeley, you know, uh, f- five week, like you know, like that. And then we did a guitar session. I did a guitar session, and right after that, about ninety two, ninety three, Berkeley asked me to join. Them. That quickly to... after you graduated? Yeah, usually not that quick. Usually it takes a long time. They don't want to hire anything. Yeah, but what happened was. Back then, you know, early 90s, still a lot of people play clean tone jazz, you know, only mm-hmm. few guys you overdrive this social to play more, you know, uh, rock. And mm-hmm. then I, I was back then, actually, 91, 93, around there, I was so into Stevie Ray Vaughan. Mm-hmm. Everything about Stratocaster, TS9, Fender mm-hmm. Amp, that kind of yeah. guy. You know? yeah. So right timing to they want to hire me. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, because I can teach blues and I can teach jazz and I can teach funky stuff, you know, so a little bit different. So um, <laughs> oh, funny part is good thing I didn't play too much jazz, you know. Right, right. Yeah, I yeah, was. No, you, ended up, you ended up finding, you know, your niche because you have the mix of all those things together. Yeah. And you've listened to, you know, you, you've listened to the right blues and you understand and, you know, you understand harmony and, and jazz, yes. but you, you're not a jazz snob. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. because blues, blues, you know, 
I mean, still we use a little theory, a little bit of uh, knowledge, you know, we use brain, but still a little bit more about the feeling, you know, than clinical, you know, uh, thing, right? So, yeah, that's what they need. And then I, well, first I made a Steve Ray Vaughan ensemble, Berkeley. And uh, remember back then chair of uh, ensemble department came to my ensemble. First thing he asked me, where's the charts? You see, Berkeley must have a charts to play, right? Right. Yeah. So we, I didn't have a charts, and then you know, chair our chair of a department asked, "Where's charts?" Ch- ch- I said, "Charts are here." You know? <laughs> so this is what I did. I made um, uh, a source tape, source tape. I call it. you know, sort of resource, you know, like almost idea tape. Yeah. And then I uh, ask students listen to the tape. Then a couple of weeks before we learn tape by year, then I explain about the form and all that stuff. Then we go through. So we don't use any charts, nothing written. Yeah. 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 It's just like, like a like you, syllabus. Yeah. 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 So just like you, you join a blues band, you know, somebody gave you a cassette tape and you listen to you learn next week you play, you know, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we did. Yeah. Man, that's amazing. So I didn't realize it was so quick between when you graduated Berkeley and when you started working at Berkeley. Yeah, so I started teaching. I was probably a very young guy back then because that was 1993, you know? Yeah. 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 Did you teach Krasno there? Yeah, I taught I taught uh, Shuminov too. Shuminov, Krasno. Oh, nice. I just interviewed there. Krasno yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great, great. Yeah. yeah. I taught Krasno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he nice. was he was a little kid. He was yeah. eighteen, you know, yeah. very quiet. Yeah, yeah, nice man. Man, it's, I mean, do you get a lot of you know? I'm sure you do, but you you must feel some pride for all the guitar players that not just at Berkeley but now around the world. That yeah, you help. You know what I mean? You yeah. maybe you're the one who who lights the spark for them. And gets them going, you know. I, you you must take a lot of pride in that. Yeah, well, I feel really good about my job and their their efforts and everything. And this this is so much about the friendship and kind of working together. And you know, I mean, everything you know, so good. Yeah, mm-hmm. and not only somebody made a name, and there's so many people who made more like different ways. Somebody not doing the guitar but then different business and they t- actually a few guys took my lesson they really learned from me how to be patient how to be really picky about all the detail and mm-hmm. the several people went to more business to make more money so that they can enjoy their guitar and yeah. several people become really really um uh successful that way wow. and one more uh one uh one person um, he's actually both are living in LA and uh, one person w- was taking my private lesson mm-hmm. and then one person was taking my uh, blues blues guitar uh, class those got married oh wow yeah so that's actually cool my student married you know huh. <laughs> that's really different yeah yeah that's cool man yeah. I mean so how do you balance now your time yeah i mean i very I, difficult I yeah very yeah so i am um, 
I'm 55, and this coming September 11th, uh, I'm, I would be become 56. Mm-hmm. So that's why um, two years ago, I made um, online lesson site called Guitar Wizard. Right. First, I wasn't really into to make that because I'm I was more like old school. I thought teach a private lesson it's better of course better but yeah. the problem is i get so many email requests about the lessons and when pandemic start in the beginning i taught probably 80 hours a month just a skype lesson oh, alone man. yeah so it's good i make people happy it's good but i don't get my my own time yeah yeah, yeah a that's a problem. Right. So um, thankful to my wife, Beth, she asked me about three years ago, Tomo, I want you to do online lesson and don't do this private lesson because you just don't have time. You know, you can't do this forever. Trust me, kind of deal, you know. Right. Okay, I listened to it. And then my brother-in-law want to do some business with me. We always talk about this thing, right? And mm-hmm. okay. His name is George, you know, by visible. So, George, you do video editing, you do all taxes, business, all that stuff. I come up with a lesson, I make a lesson. If you do that, I will do it. And so, that was 1990, uh, 90, oh, sorry, sorry, 2019, mm-hmm. about the March, yeah. one year before the pandemic. Right. And we started. And then first graduate like this, graduate, you know, then what happened is to kind of turn around. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, 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 okay. Then I can say private lesson. Oh, sorry. I can't do that anymore because I have. So that's a, now I make a balance because I spend the quality time making really, really good contents. Mm. Then I work with my brother-in-law. Now we have about um, people from subscriber from nine, 98 different countries. Wow. Amazing. Doing really, really well. So that way, now I don't have to teach so much uh, private lesson, you know? Yeah. 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 So that's, that's how I kind of tr- see like I love, see, that's pr- always a problem. I love teaching. I love playing. But you cannot do everything. You can't, no. Right. So I used to go, just probably, you know, I used to go to Japan so many times, two, three times. Each Mm -hmm. time I spent two weeks. But if I go there, here, week before, I have to go to Berkeley in the weekend. I have to fill out all the uh, classes before I miss. They come back and I have to do the same thing again so that I don't miss anything. So almost like going to Japan, I have to work twice more, you know? Yeah. 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 So I just changed it, yeah? Yeah. Well, there's only so much you can do. I mean, I know even just for me personally, yes. you know, I hadn't spent any time on YouTube until the pandemic started. And I thought, well, I'll try, you know, yeah. to make some videos. And for a while, I did a lot. I did two, three yes. videos every week. And, you know, yeah. I'm editing them. I'm putting in the effort and making the videos. And then right. when things start to come back, not to normal, but a little bit, you know, and I've got right. this record to do <laughs> and this thing. <laughs> I don't have the time, you know what right. I mean, to make exactly. these videos. Yeah. And it, yeah, I think it, it's really difficult to balance out all those things. I know, it's really hard. Yeah, some people really do well. Yeah. 
and I, I wish I can play my own gig, but but uh, fortunately, like you know, a couple of weeks ago, like a pigeon playing ping pong, they have a like, you know, uh, band that has all amazing followers in yeah. lighting, video, camera. So uh, these guys really nice that they invite me sometime here and there. So that's really my um, like you know pleasure to pe- play in front of people. You know, great show. You know, yeah. yeah. Wow, man. It's hard, yeah. It's hard, man. But, dude, it's inspiring seeing... I just love... My favorite thing about you, besides your playing, is just your your passion for guitar and and talking about it, playing it, teaching it. And you always keep such a positive attitude about this whole little world that we're in. Because, you know what? It is. It's awesome. Like, we make so many friends, and we have so many great things from from this Mm -hmm. instrument. And I, right, I right, feel right, like right, you never right. lose that feeling. Yeah, I, I'm, I mean, that's the thing that I'm always positive, you know, really positive, and uh, that's my nature. Because uh, when I was a kid, I was really picky about things. You know, my mother's always, you know, a little picky about things, so that I always kind of worry about little things, you know, then concern what people think, you know, all that stuff, right? But then gradually, I, you know, I learn from all my friends. And then some people don't um, like don't really pay attention in a good way not don't care you know it's different if you don't care then when you sleep it comes up to you then you can think and you can sleep what i do is i really understand totally then i don't pay attention so it's uh, healthy you know yeah very yeah like you know if i driving in highway somebody cut off like that i just don't get angry i just go (laughs) No you know, road rage for you. Yeah, no, no. Then my wife gets really angry. Oh, well, not angry, but just, you know, she gets a little bit more naturally, you know, if yeah. express her feeling because she's yeah. half Italian. <laughs> okay. Italian. You know, Italian people go, oh, you know, like, yeah. so, yeah. I, you know, she gets a little bit like, you know, kind of a, oh, you know, like, you know, uh, boiled up a little bit, I going down, you know. So sometimes I have to, you know, keep up with her, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, wow. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. I'm going to get into the 10 questions. Okay. Here. Sure. Number one, when you first started learning and playing guitar, what was the first riff or little thing that when you figured it out, it was so exciting? Like you couldn't believe you learned that, that, it you know, there was no turning back after that. That was the, oh. the one that set the hook. That's hard to say. I mean, like, you know, I still believe, like, you know, when I found E minor, E minor chord, and I thought really cool to put. And I noticed, like, I input by, like, that's E minor. That was, like, really hooked, you know, really. And then that was, like, more like acoustic guitar side. And electric guitar, I think, I think, I think, you know, I found this, like, you know, something like, you know, after power chords on a pentatonic. Once I learned this, ninth and thirteenth, I play all day long like that, you know. <laughs> I think that way, that way maybe I really went to more funk stuff. Right? Like that. Like, uh, you see, like, th- this is it's a little hard to do, but once you learn ninth, So that's a, a lot of variation. So 
So I went really crazy about those. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. because th those first few improvisations that you're able to do, even when you have, you know, this much vocabulary, yeah. you can still improv like crazy with that much vocabulary. It's like, exactly, and it exactly. feels magical. Yeah, 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 yeah. true. Right. Amazing. All right, number two. Yep. What was the first solo that you ever learned note for note or that you loved so much, you know? Oh, I think the first, see, see, the funny part is the beginning, I cannot play anything, but then gradually, I just learned, you know, a few phrases here and there. But then I, I spent so many hours to learn Larry Carlton. <laughs> like room 335 yeah i i learned that note for note mm. yeah i probably look at a little bit tablature here and there probably uh -huh. but that was hooked because i remember i made a 19 minutes cassette tape side a side b i record room 335 repeating over and over and over again yeah that way that was my own loop because i just flip it out then I listen same song over and over. <laughs> yeah. And what's amazing is, I bet you could. It doesn't matter how many years go by, and yes. you could not play three three room three thirty five. You'll if you think about it for five seconds, it'll all come back because you probably it so yeah. Many times. yeah 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 because that that like you know I mean beginning it's it's a it's a kind of pentatonic. Yeah. But then, so those are something bending like that. I yeah. forgot the phrasing, but yeah. But then when I was really doing that, I noticed, wow, that same phrase. But then I found a different position because mm -hmm. the phrasing is so good, you know. Yeah. That song really taught me so much. Yeah. 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 Amazing. That's a good one to have, have learned. Right? Yeah, that's really great song. Yeah. yeah. All right, number three. What's yep. the first thing you play every time you pick up a guitar? Do your hands just go like on autopilot to something? Autopilot. Like without thinking. When you just pick yeah, it up, yeah, what, yeah. what just happens every time? You know? I think the first thing I usually do, like, you know, I play one phrase like that or... Like that, just you know, play uh, chords like, yeah. So I have a kind of set stuff, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I always play dominant chords, kind of a chromatic going up and down because that way I can really hear everything like all good, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like yeah. you're checking. How, how you about know, you? What do you play when you play the first thing? Uh, it depends. Like if I'm just sitting here in the yeah. studio. Yeah. I'll what do you do? Like I'll probably play a shuffle like. Oh, okay. See, that's that's great. You you play right away. You play song. Usually, always in time. Yeah. Something in right, time. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's why, uh, like, you, but, know, like, you know, if I play, right, watch here, right? probably play like that now i don't i don't think i play shuffle but usually kind of yeah, like a slow blues. 
or sometimes even like I play like sometimes I like this. I stay one so long. I don't really go even to go to four. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. But it's similar. I play sort of a blues, blues, yeah. or, you know, uh, related oh. stuff, right? But like at, at <laughs> the way, but, but I bought this guitar. Oh, uh, nice. Uh, yeah, we were just talking about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's great guitar. Yeah, sounds great. What's funny is at a gig. Yes. When I when I hit standby on the amp to first yeah. check and make sure everything's yeah. okay. I don't right. play a song like that. I play more like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. earlier. Something that moves up the neck, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah. I see. I see. Something to get comfortable. You know what I mean? Right, 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 sure, right, right. Make sure yeah, the amp works and all that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm saying a sound check I usually like this. Yeah. I just make sure like a low to high, everything good, you know? Yeah, Oops. yeah, yeah, very yeah. cool. That, that that's a good question. I like yeah. that. All right, number four. Yeah. What yeah. key or style or song or groove? Maybe it's what we just talked about. Yeah. But what do you hear in your head the most when you're not doing anything? When you're just like cooking or taking a walk? Because oh. I, I hear that shuffle all the time. I just always hear but then I'm hearing but it never goes away. You know, yeah, what what, what most true. often is in there for you? I think I think usually slow blues. Slow blues, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Slow blues or something like that. It's sometimes like I'm cooking. I sing, right? So the bass line going down, yeah, my yeah. wife always say, are you singing Red Zeppelin? You know, she always <laughs> there because she thinks that, you know, that song, yeah. you know, that bass line. Yeah, so I love swing too. It's like a swing shuffle. That's, yeah. yeah, when I walk, when I walk, I always hear swing shuffle because that's really the tempo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's similar because we love blues, so that's why here. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. funk, but I can really funk when I'm cooking. You know, it's probably more blues. Yeah. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Yeah, same here, yeah. same here. Yeah. Okay, number okay. five. When did you feel like, on your journey, like maybe you were starting to find a voice on the instrument that was yours, like your personal okay. voice? Yeah. Do you remember good, good. any moments of that? Okay. Yeah, good uh, good question. I think around 1995, 1995, that's when I felt I have a style. Mm. The reason is, okay, give you quick. Up till I finished Berkeley, I was really focusing on becoming Larry Carlton, Jay Graydon, Steve Rukather, um, mm. you know, uh, really studio guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. All yeah. studio musician I was into. So I was really figuring out a lot of different voicing, different style, effects, you know, whammy burn, all that stuff. But then when I graduated from Berkeley and uh, that 1991, I told you, I, I really changed. Okay, no EMG, no whammy burn, <laughs> regular guitar. So I bought... Um, uh, Steve Ray Vaughan, Stratcaster, yeah. around 1992 or three. 
And then I, I bought the Pro Reverb because I was using a twin, re, twin Reverb, too heavy. Mm -hmm. Then I, I cut down all pedal board, no reverb, I mean, I'm sorry, no delay, no compression, nothing. Only, you know, I had a Cologne TS9 Volkswagen pedal. Then start playing blues gigs. Then I realized that was a 91, 92. I don't have a blues. I was shocking. I really felt I just don't have a really, really blues naturally. Mm -hmm. That was 1991. I was shocking to find out with myself, no blues. And so I made a rule myself from now, 1991, now on, I should not play any jazz. Don't play any two fives. Pretend you don't know any jazz. So that was like, you know, like a hard. After, after that, I just went to um, all the record store, bought so many blues records, started listening all the records, a little mm -hmm. bit more like, you know, um, uh, older, um, like, style you know yeah then then earl hooker or you know something somebody a little bit yeah. obscure blues player yeah. and these i listen every day so almost i forced myself to have more blues mm -hmm. then took about four years see 1995 that that's when i started writing my own song one song called crossing mm -hmm. is a little bit more bluesy little jazzy and everything else but all dominant chords you know mm -hmm. and that's when i think i had a style not so much overdrive sound little light overdrive no delay yeah mm. oh someday i have to play for you my recording from 1991 yeah very very yeah. fusion yeah. yeah a lot of harmonized parts and stuff it's just yeah. different I wanna but anyway it. so that was um yeah that's the time yeah nice yeah, and Thank it's you. when you kind of came to the realization that, yeah, it, it, it's interesting. You like to put rules on yourself. You're like, I'm not going to speak Japanese now. I'm not going right. to well, with blues now. I'm not going to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You notice because I like maybe rules because I'm, I, you know, I did a karate too. So like it, coming from Japan, a little bit more like a strict about things. So maybe like, you know, force myself, oh, don't do this, but do this, you know. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, number what? six. Okay. What do you consider your biggest weakness on the guitar? Biggest weakness on the guitar? Time. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you know, it's in a way you you think everybody think I have a good good time scale, but that didn't come naturally. I really forced myself to make better about the rhythm. Mm. So every time I listen to myself on a performance, always I don't like some of the rhythm I do. Not really. Um, I, I give you an idea. You have a great rhythm, very naturally. Maskofield has amazing rhythm, very naturally. To me, my rhythm is really weak, but then I really force myself to train to get better at. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder... So, I wonder, I mean, because to me, so much of the, my rhythm is just from the sheer amount of gigs I played when I was young. I was such right, a right, kid right. and I played yeah. so many gigs with seasoned adults that it yeah, kind of forced me to, to 
right right then then you played with good you know players but here yeah. the thing right when i was you know uh 14 16 17 there is no bands the playing yeah. blues or you know funk or like that and then mm. if you get play with people it's drum or bass okay not not, not excellent so more you play sometimes people say you have to play with people you have to more play but that means you have to play with better people or yeah. good player that's why you gain yeah like well, you know today somebody asked me so where's a great jam session in boston mm. you know i don't know but you know some people think going to jam session is good but if, if players are not greatest then sometimes you can't really learn well you know mm -hmm. sure yeah, yeah yeah so yeah so that's why i have that's why you know when i was 14 i bought metronome I stopped practicing a lot of rhythm. I still practice with metronome. Yeah. Yeah, but it's funny too that even that that helps your time. But there's a, yeah. there is a big like you said a difference between that time and like living breathing time with good musicians exactly. on stage. Yeah. 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 So like you know, I use metronome, but I had a great experience through the years with a great musician. So time is kind of a you know more like a rubber bands kind of move a little bit and stretch it over here and there if yeah. you don't know then if you only practice metronome oh definitely too mechanical right yep, yep. Yeah. yeah exactly yeah exactly right. all right cool all right number okay. number seven who's okay. a big influence on your guitar playing that people would be surprised to hear oh well like a first larry carlton and of course, bending style, you know, a lot of harmony. And the definite Cornel Dupree. Mm -hmm. See, I learned from each one. Cornel Dupree, I think, taught me clean tone. Mm -hmm. Because I listen to him, I always don't hear any effect. But yeah. his his existence of his like you know, um, you know, authority of his sound is so present, so so strong, even no, you know, oh yeah, distorted. Yes. So that really made me, um, you know, strong about my clean tone. And I learned from Robert Ford not to use delay because he always used a short delay. I was felt why he doesn't use long delay because he has great rhythm. If you use long delay, covers everything. That's like a influence, not use. Um, I don't know which one is surprising, but um, and Steve, of course, Steve Raven, so much influence, BB King. Mm -hmm. hmm tough tough yeah nobody yeah. way out in left field that would be just like what you love you know like so oh i see not really kind of hard i don't know i can't really tell and then of course you know jimmy vaughn simplicity always like you know, respect the simplicity i'm not sure people really understand i i love how much i love joe pass like a solo guitar mm -hmm. style i don't yeah. know yeah, that's maybe people um, no because I love Joe Pass. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that's how about you? I I want to know. What's oh the man, so many like out of left field. I mean, especially so many, you know, horn players, organists. Oh, that means yeah, singers, big yeah. time singers for me. Like you know, like like Sam Cooke was a huge influence on my guitar playing. Mm -hmm. Think, things like that, you know. Um, I see. I see so yeah. that, that okay i'm thinking i was yeah that's why i asked because i was thinking a little bit more too many um too many you know thinking about the guitar player yeah. it's like you know 
rhythm wise, Steve Gap. Yeah, his his rhythm is always amazing. So my my you know time skill level, I always wish have like you know Steve Gap, and the singer. One album I listened so many times, uh, Donny Hathaway Live. Of course, yeah. So anything at R and B singing like that. So my I think that's why my my style made from a lot of singing, mm. Ray Charles. You know Stevie Wonder, all the great singer, and then horns. You know, of course. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah because I listen so much horns, and uh, that really influenced Chet Baker. I listen so much Chet oh, Baker. Yeah, yeah. yeah Sony Lawrence. You know, yeah, Sony Stitt because Charlie Parker was too fast. So <laughs> Sony, you know, yeah. Sony Stitt is kind of cool. He plays a little bit slower. You know. Yeah. 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 And you know, real one, uh, Ben Webster, Coleman Hawkins, those guys. I just listen so much about phrasing. Yeah, that's yeah. how I made a more space between the notes. Yeah, well, th those guys yeah. exactly. It was always yeah. more relatable to me because I could, I could, <laughs> I could figure that stuff out. You know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, yeah. You know, of course, Earth and the Fire is always like you know my hero. Those guys, yeah. Mm -hmm. I have, I mean, I'm like that. This is a good question because I have so many, you know, artists I listen to. You know, so really, um, yeah. Let me think about that. That's actually a good question. Maybe I have oh. to people surprise people. <laughs> Number eight. Oh. Would you rather have on a gig a great guitar and a really bad amp, or a great amp and a really shitty guitar. Oh, that's good. Good question. I can do either way, but I prefer better amp. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, probably because you know if it's great guitar and you know amp is not really making anything really attractive, it's very difficult to do that. You know, but mm -hmm. amp is really like a dumbo or a fender or something really great. And then guitar is not happening. Then I imagine the guitar is a really good guitar, you know, maybe works. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm 100% with you. I'd okay. be much more comfortable with an amp that at least has a good bass, has the right amount of headroom. Right. You know, as opposed to, even if I can play my guitar through uh -huh. a terrible amp, that will be a worse gig than the other right. way around. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. That's a good one. We're on the same page. <laughs> same page, right. Yeah. All right, number nine. We touched yeah. on this earlier when we were talking, but mm -hmm. I'm curious what what keeps you motivated to learn new stuff? When you, you spend so much time teaching and talking and playing already, what keeps you invested in like growing as a player and learning new things? Yeah, okay. So that's a good question. The reason is, I really see value of musicianship, technique, musicality from people. And I really judge right in a way to do it. So if I do that, I always find many, many better players than me, you know? So I just don't try to be number one. That's not my number one choice. And I always feel I am a forever student. That's how I feel. In other words, I'm not master everything. I know a little bit more than anybody else, but not master everything perfectly. 
So mm-hmm. I keep my head open, you know, it means headroom open, so that still all things comes in. More I learn, more little I know. That's how I feel. More I know the detail, little I know. Yeah, yeah. so that's、um, kind of humble, but that's really true. Well, it's a healthy attitude. And I mean, and that's the thing, like you said, no matter how much you know, there's still more you don't. And no matter、yes. how well you play, there's、yeah. still guys who could play more than you and get that's right. You know? So it's,、yeah. it, it doesn't end. That's exactly. Also, live show. No matter how much you prepare, each live show is really turns out a different way,、oh, a、yeah. very unique way. So, you know, always something to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's, that's, that's why, you know, when people ask me, I have a question. How do you motivate yourself? How to inspire yourself every day? So, to me, you see my room, a lot of guitars. I love guitars. Yeah. And, um, It's so much to do. Now I'm really into acoustic.、Uh, <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that leads us into to number 10, which is、okay. where do you want to be in five years? Do you have a bunch of plans that you really want to accomplish? Are there some,、yeah. some very specific things? Or, you know, what, what do you want, where do you want to be in five years? Five years, yes. Okay. So I want to be a little bit more successful. With my business, so that I can bring my wife, kids all over the country. Then, maybe, you know, if I could, I just bring one guitar to do a solo guitar gig、mm. everywhere. Yeah. So, in order to do that, YouTube, I want to have more than one million followers on YouTube. Yeah. And so that social media, already I have tons of followers and communication. And so that Two, three years later, I can do that more. Enjoy, you know, because yeah, we all want to do gig, gigging, you know, gigging, but sometimes gigging really hard work and you know, financially very difficult to gain so much. So, very difficult, a different way to do. So, that's my、um, kind of wild dream is to, to make YouTube and everything. To a level where you're able to travel around and play more and take your family with yeah, you. Yeah, so like, you know, traditional, traditional way to do it is like, you know, you open up some famous people and go around the club to club so、mm-hmm. that your name going gradually get to know people.、Yeah. Then you this album and all that, right? So nowadays, like, internet is like, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, uh, influencers or, you know, YouTube, you know,、uh, famous,、uh, whatever. Uh-huh. Sometimes, you know, you can use old, you know,、uh, way to do it, new way to do it. So I just have a hope to do new way. New ways are not just going small gigs everywhere, just、yeah. ma- make a more、um, social media thing. It's all free. So to get better, you just keep working. And I have a 300. 73,000 followers on YouTube, and I have 256,000 on、uh, Instagram. I never paid anybody to do anything. I just、no. did everything by myself, pretty much, you know, with the help of you now, here, or everything. But、uh, so that's、yeah. my wild dream. That's amazing, man. That's awesome. Thank you. I, I hope you get to that level that you want to get so you're able to do that more of that traveling.、Yes. I, I hope you make more records, man. I know. I, I, yeah, yes, definitely. That, that I love to do that too. So, next records, I want to do this solo、yes. guitar by acoustic. 
Nice. I never, I never done solo guitar. So you know, album could be having you know acoustic guitar, maybe a couple of electric, but all solo guitar because yeah. I I love play solo guitar, but never done that. You know, so nice. Well, that'll be nice, yeah. man. And oh, definitely, yeah. I want to you know go to your studio to you know make some Please. noise with friends too. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Please do, man. Yeah, well, dude, that's that's the end of the ten questions, man. I just okay. It's so great to to hear your story and 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 all that you know. And I follow thank everything you. you do. I watch all your videos. Oh, I especially you. love uh, when you post the stuff with your parents and the trains that you send your dad. That's my favorite. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, because my father, really simple guy, he's eighty three. Yeah. And the interesting part is like you know they they live in a house and they they have a lot of rooms right. So he turned one of the room make us a listening room mm -hmm. so he's using my old uh cassette recorder amplifier and uh, record player then he started listening my old records <laughs> really funny he puts That's a lot of speakers right and he's really good at it so he make like you know cabinets and all that stuff by himself cuts uh -huh. everything like that and then he made a really nice like you know uh layout about the train yeah. And then I was looking something to give him, you know, give him something fun. So I found one guy on the <laughs> um, eBay selling, you know, little train made in America. Very rare to find all everything made in America. So I bought so many trains from him. Yeah. So every month I I pack, you know, these trains that I sent to my father. That's awesome. He keep him busy. It's so great, man. Yeah, so great. I love it. Yeah, and my so my mother, my father, we do you know like this you know, Zoom yes. or Skype you know once a you know at least like a once a month, yeah you know and uh, yeah that's fun because my mother is she's eighty and my father eighty three they they are, they are just uh, having fun now. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's the way it should good. be. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, dude, I'll, there will be links to all things Tomo here in the description of the video. So please Thank support you. Tomo. You should be subscribing to his YouTube channel, subscribe to his Guitar Wisdom website, buy his Thank records. You. you need to support this guy. Um, you. And, you know, it, for the rulers, we're going to come back in a minute and do the turn two. If you're not, yes. please subscribe to my channel as well. But, yes. um that's right, Dude, that's right. Thank you for doing this, Tomo. I, I mean, thank I you love so you, much. man. And I'm, I'm so, so happy. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much. Great. You're welcome, man. All right. All right, rulers. We'll be right back. All right. Thanks, Tomo. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. That was great. Yeah.